Well, we praise this morning for our young people and adults and all kind of noise. Uh, <laughs> you know, one thing we need to do when we have a group go off like this is to pray for God to protect them from what the devil tries to do all the time, and that's doing division. When you have a group like this all together, it's uh, living together intensely around the clock. So easy for Satan to bring division, people get their feelings hurt, and then the devil dances with glee. So we need to pray for protection in that area. We sometimes forget to do that, but let me remind you to do that. To pray for protection of the relationships that they have. Well, you know, we're living in days that many people consider to be days of despair. Old institutions are dying and changing. The nations of the world, it seems right now, are in a time of great flux. Some think we're even moving toward World War III. Some are saying we're looking probably or possibly at least to a war between America and Russia. More than one nation now has nuclear weapons that, should they choose to use them, would just totally annihilate mankind. As we look at our own culture, we see our young people being seduced by temptations in a way that most of us never knew. Most of the modern music today, or much of it at least, is neither uplifting, it's not beautifully romantic as it used to be. A lot of it's filthy, it's performed with filthiness, and a lot of the performers look like they need a bath, to be frankly. And frankly, a lot of churches have just seemed to have lost their mooring. We're in, in really a confusing time. And you hear voices of despair increasingly in the day in which we live in. However, such is not the case for those of us who are Christians. We're people of hope, aren't we? Hope looms large in God's word. Seventy-three times in the New Testament we find hope spoken of as an attribute of those who are followers of Jesus Christ. Now, in English, when we use the word hope, we use it in the sense of a wish. Uh, is your boss going to give you a raise next month? Well, I hope so. Or I'm going to propose to Mary next week. Do you think she'll say yes? Well, let's hope so. And so we use the word hope in the sense of a wish or something that we want to be. But the words in the New Testament, the Greek terms that are used for hope, in no way carry that idea of a wish or a possibility. The noun is elpis and the verb is elpizo. And when those words are used, it means certainty. I know, I believe with all of my heart, I bank on it. It is going to happen. There is no doubt. That's the way these terms are used in the New Testament. Over and over again, hope is described as an abiding characteristic of those who are disciples of Jesus. And we're also warned that one who loses that attribute of hope is in danger of losing his salvation. That's a serious thought, isn't it? Let me read from Colossians 1, 22 and following. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and above reproach if indeed 
you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard. And also Hebrews 3.6, Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are if we hold fast our confidence and boast of our hope firm to the end. Summer statements are made in Romans 11 and Hebrews 3.14. Morning, let's think about hope. First, let's ask ourselves, what is hope and how do we get that hope? How can we have it? Two important questions for us to take. First, we very obviously say hope is something we don't have. Paul wrote to the Romans, in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. Who keeps, who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we eagerly wait for it. So hope is expecting something to receive something or have something that we do not have course immediately comes to mind what Paul wrote to the Corinthians for if in this life only we have hope we are of all men most miserable you know life is hard isn't it it's, it's hard for many of us and it's easy for us to focus on all the hardship and lock in on the all these things but for Christians we can lock in on the benefits that we have in this world. We do have benefits in this world. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. But he said, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. Now, he didn't promise you a car or a house, food and clothing. And I was reading this past week of one man who traveled effectively as an evangelist and he lived on acres, but he had acres. God provided present life. The blessing of being part of a wonderful community like this. Isn't it a blessing to be a part of PCF? This, this is, uh, you can't find a more